Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker. I'm an author, producer, two-time Emmy Award winner, and host of That Girl the Podcast. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and stories to help you become that girl or that guy in your life. That Girl the Podcast is based on the romantic comedy That Girl a Novel, which is now available as a podcast to listen to. Listen to each chapter about finding yourself and adulting in L.A., Find That Girl and Novel everywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can also find it on Amazon to buy the Kindle or paperback of. For more, find us at thatgirlthepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at thatgirlthepodcast and our Patreon page. Welcome, Sarah Totten, to That Thank Girl the you. Podcast. Welcome back, my dear. She is the host of the Good, the Bad, and the Ghosted Podcast. She is a <laughs> frequent guest of my podcast, and she's an overall awesome, wonderful woman. We're going to talk Thank about... You. <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> You're going to talk about a subject that is dear to your heart, something that I don't know too much about. I will, I'm going to let you lead this one. We're going to talk oh, about... Gosh fetishes today and all kinds of I don't be saying it's dear to my heart and my well like friends are going to be like who's that she's behind a closed door (laughs) no no, okay 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 well this is why you're going to leave this episode because I'm like I don't know (laughs) yeah I mean you know what I am not super au fait with the subject but I find it really interesting um and I think when you when you talk about a fetish or like fetishism in general a lot of people are just totally drawn to the really outlandish, scary, kind of like, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey kind of right. vibes, so like the bondage and the, you yeah. know, it's quite intimidating. But I think it's, there's so much, there's so many different things that you can do and have fun with, and it doesn't have to be so scary and intimidating. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's something that's, you know, when you're having sex with a partner or even just like enjoying yourself and sort of like self-care and, you know, playing with yourself, whatever, however you want to say it, whatever you want to call it, um, (laughs) you can still do those things as well. And it's just, I think, getting to know your like sexual vibe and like what you like, what you don't like. And then also with a partner is just like exploring different things. I mean, you know, sex is obviously one of the most amazing things that you can share with somebody. It's very intimate, Mm. But some people just like to ramp it up a little bit. Some people are happy with what they're doing. And that's totally fine. Whatever Mm. works for you. I think it's important to say that, that, you know, there's so many different things that you can do and try and enjoy and whatever and explore, but it's what's right for you and what you enjoy. And that's obviously at the end of it all, the most important thing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of people start getting into different different um forms of play because they've been in a relationship for a long time and they're mm-hmm. bored they're just like wow we are really stuck in a rut aren't we and not that it's bad what they're doing but it's like well what else is there yeah um, exactly so and it also and I really like that you said this too because I think when we hear the word fetish I mean I instantly go to like two girls in a cup you know like that's yeah. where I go <laughs> Yeah, like exactly, right? Because it's burned in my brain from when that yeah. came up like years yeah. ago. I go to like really horrible, like um, like foreign fetish porn, right? Like stuff I've yeah. heard throughout the years where I was like, I never needed to know that. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, why did someone on. tell me? Um yeah. but I think that it's important that, you know, fetish doesn't mean that it has to be that level. It can Absolutely just not. be 
a different type of level. And, you know, mm-hmm. so let's, let's start with sort of like, well, let me start with the story first, just Ooh. to put it in context. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I am dating and I am, am doing the swiping and all of the things. And, you know, sometimes I think I'm just a little naive <laughs> And I'm reading through someone's profile. He's a white dude, just kind of, you know, normal looking white dude, whatever. Um, And I must have seen stuff that I liked. So I swiped, I guess, right on him. And uh, he messages me and he's like, oh, so I guess the vanilla comment didn't, uh, didn't scare you off. And I thought, this is how naive I am. I thought, oh, you're like into like girls of color. Oh, sorry. Like, no worries if I'm not your type. And he's like, wait, what? Hold on. Do, you, do you know what that means? I'm like, I I think so. He's like, do you? It means to like fetish and play and all that. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, like if you're putting that in your profile, like leading with that, it's, like yeah, um, that's like a whole other level. Like if you yeah. have to say it out loud in a profile that that's yeah that's obviously like the forefront of your mind right right like that's what you're you're going for I'm like oh gosh I gotta go so have a great life (laughs) not the time (laughs) right um and it's not that like you know I'm against anything but it's just like my god if you're leading with that so that's the level of like knowledge I know so let's start there let's start at someone Mm -hmm. like me who's like ah you know I don't know (laughs) well I think to be honest you know A fetish can be something as simple as like lingerie. You know, a guy loves a girl in lingerie, right? And that it could be as simple as that. Like, you know, know, dressing up slightly, you know, with the suspenders and the heels. Like that, that can be, I mean, a lot of people would think like, that's just something that, you know, somebody likes. But actually that, that probably is a fetish if somebody gets really turned on when they see somebody in lingerie or even like just a specific outfit or heels in general, you know, it can be as simple as that, or, you know, it can be like, you know, spanking or, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, there's so many different things like, you know, watching each other, you know, pleasure each other. Like it's, Mm. it doesn't have to be so right. I'm tying you up to the bed or I'm dripping candle wax down you. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be so outlandish. And so, I think frightening to somebody who's really new to it. Right. Um, but and I also think just I, hearing you say all of this stuff, I'm like, oh, well, that's all the stuff I've done. I thought that was just normal. So I guess maybe exactly. I'm not and as, I think I'm not as like, like entry, you know. entry level. <laughs> right. Like that, that I thought was just like normal, normal play. Yeah. Um, again, like my brain goes to two girls in a cup. So keep yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> so I think actually what's really important. So I think when you're with, let's talk about, so if you're in a relationship and you maybe one of you or both of you are looking to maybe spice things up and you want to just enhance what you're already doing um if you have a great sex life or if maybe like you said you're maybe stuck in a bit of a rut and you want to just do something a little bit different what I actually had um, a conversation with a girl on my podcast um all about sexual empowerment and sexual freedom amongst sort of women obviously it works both sides obviously Mm. and what she said to do and again like we spoke about on every episode that we've done comes down to communication always because I think especially with these kind of things when you're talking about sex consent on both sides is obviously Mm -hmm. very very important Mm -hmm. Um, and what she said you should do with your partner is just one evening 
just not even thinking about sort of you know, not going about to have sex or you know, you're naked, ready to go, is sit down, maybe over a glass of wine, over dinner, make it a normal conversation and each write a list of what you're absolutely fuck yes going to do mm-hmm. and what you, okay, maybe could be, I'm interested, but I'm a little bit nervous. Maybe mm-hmm. we could explore. And then you're absolutely, no, never going to happen. Fuck no, not touching right. it with a bath towel. <laughs> so I think if you are looking to kind of experiment with your partner and you want to do something different, is to write this list of all the things that you love, the things that turn you on, the things that you don't want to do, the things that really turn you off, and the things that maybe you might give them a go, like maybe after a few glasses of wine, you'd be a little bit more up for it. Or like when you're a little bit more comfortable. So have that list and then you can compare it with your partners. And then if there's things that you both want to try, then obviously it's consensual. You can do it in like a really um, informed way. You can do your research if you want to, but you can discuss it. Maybe if you want to talk about why the other person wants to do it, why they Mm -hmm. find it attractive, why it turns them on and, and do it and basically go from there. I think once you both know what you're looking for and what you want to do, then I think that's a good place to start and you can go from there. It's such a bonding experience. I mean, communication is absolutely key and safety, feeling really safe with your partner is absolutely key as well. And, you know, it Mm -hmm. might not just be like, yeah, let's try it. I'm kind of drunk. It it might be, you know, I mean, certain things I've, I know I've done in my, my past, like it took a minute to get to that point. And I, you know, when I did, I was like, oh, but I'm ready now to like do that. Yeah. Of course, I'm not going to say what those things are, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but it it really was more enjoyable and I wasn't, you know, turned off to it because Mm -hmm. I had a chance to get used to it and I felt safe with that partner and they were patient and like all of the good things. Um, but it can be so incredibly bonding. I mean, listen, I'm a Scorpio. That says enough, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's what happens. And it's just, I feel like if you have a strong relationship and then you strengthen your sexual relationship to another level, it actually helps your relationship in a, like a 360 kind of a way. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, it's a beautiful bonding experience. It can bring in like another honeymoon phase. I mean, there's so many good things that come from strengthening your sexual communication and relationship with each other. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, I think just uh, maybe if you're, you know, kind of a beginner, clearly I'm not now. I, did, I, th- I thought I was, but I don't think I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just having these talks, like you said, I think the list is such a great idea. Yeah, um, I just think it, it helps it become a safe place mm-hmm. and you're kind of opening yourself up to somebody they're doing the same and because you're not doing it in like a sexual environment it's like a normal like I said over dinner or whilst you're watching tv or whatever and it just helps you know because a lot of people I mean sex for some people can be a really nerve-wracking thing and obviously getting that intimate with somebody is a big deal like it is a big deal like Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone can say that they have sex and feel a hundred percent confident in what they're doing, how they look, you're always going to be like, am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Does he think I look okay? Does she think I look okay? Like you want to make sure that everything is perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just think if you're doing it and like you said, because it is a bonding experience, you're becoming closer with your partner. And I think, you know, sex should be fun, right? Yeah. Anything surrounding sex, during sex, after sex, it should be fun because I think, you know, sometimes sex 
it's not sexy. <laughs> I think we all know yeah. that, right? It's not yeah. like you see it in the movies. No. It's not as pretty as it looks on like screen. And sometimes you have to laugh about certain things. So I just think don't take it too seriously as well because mm. you just genuinely won't get out alive because I think you just, so many things happen and you could be, I mean, I've been in like, I was going to say positions before, but that I don't mean it in that specific way. <laughs> but I've been in places before where something's happened. I'm just like, oh my God, that's mortifying. I can't believe that's just happened to me. And you obviously just want the ground to just swallow you up. Right. But then like with my my boyfriend now, stuff happens and you just laugh about it, even when mm. you're doing it, because you're just like, that's just really funny. But with yeah. somebody else, you'd be like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like I'm never going to be able to see this person again. Right. And you just have to like, you do just have to, make sure you're comfortable with somebody and that you're both on the same page mm. and that you're happy to explore together. And I think that's just what makes it fun too. And like you said about going into like that honeymoon period again and kind of exploring each other in a different way. It just, it adds a different dimension, I think, to the relationship. I think so too. Um, so I'm interested too. So let's say you're not in a relationship and you are just looking to kind of live out different fetishes and different fantasies in your life with people that you aren't close to. Mm -hmm. Um, there's different levels of sort of psychology with this. It it can be that like, that's all you like to do and that's how you feel safe. It could be that you're just brand new to this. You've never done that before, but you want to try it. Um, and you just don't happen to be in a relationship or maybe you don't want a relationship. Um, there's so Mm -hmm. many levels to it. Um, what would you suggest for people to do? I think, again, it's just about being open. So if you're on a night out, so if you have, obviously everyone has certain things that they like to do. So if you're on a night out, you meet somebody, you both decide to go home together and either they want you to do something that you haven't done before or vice versa, you should just, again, just have that conversation and just say, look, I'm kind of into this, you know, and again, it's just about, the consent it's really really important that both people are always on that same page and you don't want to feel pressured or put pressure on somebody if you know it's just not what they want so I think just you know broach the subject if you're kind of you know in the middle of foreplay or you're kissing and just say look I really want to do this or I I, this is kind of what I'm into is just gauge what the reaction is if you Mm -hmm. can tell it's you know really caught them off guard and they're not ready then it's probably going to be you know a safe no Um, but if maybe it's like, they're not really sure, but then as the night goes on, then they kind of get into it and then you can, you know, like broach the subject again. So I think it's just communication, I think is really key. And obviously it can be sometimes uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to have a conversation like that with somebody that you don't know. But Mm -hmm. I think if you're confident enough to potentially be having a one night stand or to be having sex freely and openly, then you probably have the confidence to say, you know, I'm into this, I'm into this. Would you like to partake, you know, um, and just yeah. see what the situation is. But I think it's important not to put any pressure or if you feel the pressure, then, you know, you don't have to do it. Absolutely. <clears throat> because, hold on. <clears throat> because mm-hmm. if you are in that place and you are that confident, um, I think there's quite a lot of, you know, empathy that you need to have for this partner, especially if you don't mm-hmm. know them that well or are just getting to know them. Um because it could be the first time they've ever done anything like that. And it yeah, could be, exactly. you know, it's not like it's off the table, but it's like, whoa, hold on. I'm just not ready tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like yeah. maybe a couple more nights more. Okay. Maybe. Um, what about, hmm, 
Because I do think that there, it can cross a line. And again, like having consent and communication, so incredibly important. But, mm-hmm. you know, what if you do something with your partner, you consented, you're like, okay, cool. And you're just like, wow, like a day or so later, it clicks in like, I don't feel good about doing that. Or I certainly yeah. don't want to do it again, but they have residual feelings of, um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, they, they don't feel good about it anymore, essentially. I guess like guilt, like, but guilty perhaps, like all that kind of um, shame, just, maybe? Maybe some shame. Sure. Just like, you know, just like, oh, I said yes. And I was into it at the time, kind of, but now that it's mm-hmm. happened, I'm just feeling really disturbed in whichever way that looks like to them. Um, yeah. what happens then? Like, should you, obviously you should probably talk to your partner, but if it was kind of a one night stand sort of situation, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Um, how- I mean, it's, I guess it's, you know, if it's, if it, if you're single and it's something that you've done with somebody that you might not see again, or, um, or if somebody, if you're dating them or if it is in a relationship, I think, again, like something that we've spoken about in previous episodes is to kind of, you know, ask yourself a few questions as to why you might feel like that. Why has it made you feel a bit uncomfortable? Um, was it just that person specifically? Was it the act itself, which has made you feel, um, you know, a little uncomfortable or confused? Um, but I think again, just, you know, if it is with a partner and you try something and you're like, actually, it's just really, really not for me, mm-hmm. then that person should respect that. Um, but I think, you know, if you're single and you're having a feeling where you've done something and you just really don't feel good about it is just remember, like, it's all part of understanding who you are and, you know, who you are in yourself, who you are sexually. And I think it's really important to kind of go on that journey. There are going to be things, I mean, it's just like life in general, right? You're going to do things that you like, you're going to do things that you don't like, and you learn Mm -hmm. from it and you go from there. So I think it's, you know, don't feel bad about it. Don't feel guilty. I think, you know, sex is an amazing thing to do, um, both with somebody and by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's amazing to be able to understand your body and, and to be able to feel what you can feel when you are having sex. So I think, you know, don't feel bad about it. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel ashamed um, because it's a natural thing to do. Um, and if you realize it's just something that you don't like doing, then just don't do it again. Or maybe it could have been that it might have just been with that person, you know? So it's, there's a lot of different factors, I think, that come into it. But I think maybe, you know, whatever it is that you might have done, put that on the back burner for now. And then if you do want to maybe explore it with somebody else at a later date, absolutely do. But if that's going to be on your, you know, your fuck no column, then (laughs) make sure people in the future know that that's, you know, completely, you know, um, out of bounds. Absolutely. I think I'm, I'm thinking of like, if it triggers something in you, like psychologically after Mm -hmm. the fact, um, again, like this is why sex is so powerful, right? It is so much fun. It is so Mm -hmm. powerful. It is so, um, bonding. I mean, all of it, it's, it's so many different things all wrapped up into one. So, um, I'm thinking if you do feel triggered and something psychologically is bubbling up, um, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, um, it's just important to really sit with yourself, maybe even talk to a therapist and yeah, talk talk to a friend or just somebody Mm -hmm. that, 
you know, that you can air your feelings with. But I think, yeah, if there is something that has triggered something Mm -hmm. and it is affecting your mental health, Mm -hmm. then absolutely reach out to somebody if you feel comfortable to do so, because I think it's important to air those feelings. Absolutely. Because that's, kind of the the power of sex and like the beauty of it too is that it can really bring you to different levels in your psyche in your heart in your soul like it <laughs> um it's I, it's like a whoosh sound <laughs> um but yeah it can bring you to different levels in your mind in your heart in your soul and those are all good things but if you do run across something that doesn't feel right i would definitely I would investigate that if that happened to me. I'd be like, okay, why am I feeling these kind of psychological feelings? Um, Where is that really stemming from? Most likely Mm -hmm. that event just triggered something maybe repressed almost. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And it can happen because like you said, I mean, sex can really draw from like the deepest part of your psyche and your emotion, Mm -hmm. like your, your emotional health. So I think, yeah, if it does make you feel that way, then it's really important yeah to reach out and just make sure and then also going forward that if there are potentially other things that might also trigger that same emotion or that same feeling Mm -hmm. is just to ensure that you're kind of prepared and you kind of know what to deal with if that does come up again absolutely let's talk about having some fun with yourself because we've talked a lot about partners but let's Mm -hmm. talk about exploring your own body and exploring yourself um so many, you know, girls are, you know, when they're growing up, they're trying to figure out what works for them, what makes them come, like all of the stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. some people are great at that and some people just don't do it. But it's the same thing with fetishes. It's like, well, maybe you're interested in, but you're just like too afraid to try it, even with yourself. Yeah. Um, what kind of advice do you have for someone who's who's in that? Yeah. Um, I think, again, it's about, you need to really explore yourself. So again, in that podcast, I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, I spoke to um, this woman who said like, have a date with yourself. And, you know, if you want to make it nice, like light some candles, get yourself a nice glass of wine and just explore yourself. So, you know, run your hands like from top to bottom and just really resonate on what feels good and why it feels good like what it's making you feel like in that moment Mm -hmm. and you know just I think it's so important before you do delve into having sex with somebody else is to know what you like because I think we've all been in a situation with a partner where they might think they're doing what they think you're gonna like Mm -hmm. but everyone's different at the end of the day so I think it's important also then to be able you know, if you know what you like, you can then vocalize that to somebody else and you can say, you know, this is how I like it. Or if they're there, just be like, you know, a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right. Like, so you know exactly what it is that you enjoy. Um, and I think like get involved with toys. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, me and my partner use them um, and we have a lot of fun with them because it is just like, I think a lot of people assume that like if you're having sex, especially like with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner, that you're using toys you must have like there's something missing but I think toys can just really enhance it and it can be like the simplest thing um but I think do that by yourself too so get yourself Mm -hmm. a vibrator um and explore that way and you know I think what's so so important is you should never rely on somebody else to give you the pleasure that you need yeah or want Um, so I think it's, you know, a lot of people would assume that you have sex to, you know, 
to have an orgasm or come or whatever, but you can do that yourself. Mm. You don't need a woman, you don't need a man, you don't need anybody else. You can mm. absolutely do that yourself and you can make yourself feel as good doing it as you would feel if you were involved with somebody else. So I yeah. think it's important to know that you don't need anybody else to do it and that you're more than capable. You just need to explore and just really sink into the feelings that you have when you're doing it and just enjoy it. Like, mm. you know, some people will do it as like, a self-care thing people will do it every day before they go to work it's like a stress reliever mm -hmm. so everyone's doing it for different reasons and they're right. getting different feelings and emotions from doing it but I just think it's so important to be in touch with yourself because then it makes your sex with somebody else like a million times better it's so true you've just got to come to the table like good right you've got to come as a whole person who like mm -hmm. really is self-sufficient without that person I mean it really just comes back down to just like what makes a good relationship? You've got to have a great relationship with yourself, including yeah. having a great sexual relationship with yourself. So exactly. you're not trying to, you know, dive into a relationship because you're like, oh gosh, I need to have sex. It's like, mm -hmm. my God, you can have great sex by yourself. Like you just totally. Told us. And let's so face true. it, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, like I've had some one night stands where I'm just like, I could have done this myself I and a know. hell of a lot better. <laughs> and like, I've wasted money, I've wasted time, I've wasted yeah. my energy. But, you know, so it's just that kind of thing as well. Like, you don't need to go to somebody else because honestly, most of the time, they're not really giving you what you need. So <laughs> I completely agree. I mean, that's why I'm kind of a relationship girl because I'm like, you know what? I'm great. You like, you've got to really show up with like your A game to like take that time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, this was awesome. I'm going to put a link in the description below to that podcast. What's it called? The one that you did? Um, so it was on my one. It's called The Good, The Bad, the Bad and The Ghost. And it's all about sexual empowerment. Okay. Um, and it's with a girl called Orsa Borf. And she has um, a Instagram and stuff herself. But if you go to that, it's all linked on my page as well. But she's absolutely incredible what she does. And she is just, yeah, go and listen to it. Look at her. She's fab. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have that in the description and all of your links to have you to people, <laughs> to have people, to have people find <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you so much again. Sorry. You the best. Me. I'll see you soon. <laughs> see you soon. Honestly. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast. <laughs>